Welcome back to this week's episode of Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. I'm your host, Kenzie, and today I'm here with Eden Hain, the space manager for the nonprofit Junior High. Since 2015, Junior High has been dedicated to showcasing the artistic pursuit of those marginalized by systematic inequalities. Today, we discuss the importance of spaces such as Junior High, the ways in which Junior High strives to be transparent and accessible to all, how Junior High differs from other venues, and the ways in which we can support them in their future goals of obtaining a new space, providing anti-racist training and living wages to support their staff, and holding nightly events. If you'd like to learn more about Junior High or support their future goals, keep listening or check them out on their website, juniorhighlosangeles.com, where you can find more information about their mission and their GoFundMe. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the interview. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. Welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. And welcome, Eden. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Just seeing what you guys do over in junior high is absolutely amazing. And just seeing the community that you forged within uh, junior high is extraordinary in my eyes. So thank you on behalf of the community for just providing that space for everyone to be able to express themselves. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I feel like, honestly, as much as we're, like, providing a physical space, I feel like it's the community who's actually providing space for, like, us. So... Absolutely. And I was just wondering, too, um, if you would be able to tell us a little bit about, you know, how Junior High was founded and exactly what it promotes. Yeah, so Junior High was founded by Faye Orlove. She moved um, from Boston to L.A. And basically, from what I understand, is she wanted to bring a little bit of that East Coast community to L.A., a place where you could just sort of like walk in the doors and know that you had a friend and um the whole point of junior high is keeping it local centralized and a place that feels like home we put on music shows art shows poetry shows book readings um kind of literally everything so that we can represent all of the different sort of creative outlets that exist in la so that, uh, yeah, people feel like they can express themselves in junior high. Like, I don't know. I never felt like I could express myself when I was actually junior high aged. So it feels like I'm getting to take back that part of my life. Yeah, and that's what I absolutely love, too. It's just that title of like junior high, you know, junior high is an incredibly awkward, but extremely expressive time for ourselves. And unfortunately, yeah, sometimes like you do have to, you know, fit a mold, depending on just like, you know, where you're coming from, but having that space where it's like, you can break out of that mold, and you can finally achieve maybe that person you wanted to be or you are right now. Like, it's absolutely amazing. And I feel like it's a really critical thing to have within our city spaces. And unfortunately, we don't get a lot of those. So just having you guys present there is unbelievably important for these communities. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and with sort of like the reckoning of Burger Records, Faye and I have been like looking into what the sort of makeup of leadership of who owns like these venues and these record labels and I think you'll be really surprised to hear that a lot of them are run by men 
shock and awe. Yeah. So um, it feels really nice to be one of the only spaces in LA that's actually run by women and queer people. And I'm non-binary, so it feels good to be able to like put my stamp on what I think that the music industry and the music community and the arts communities can look like. Definitely. And I was watching your guys' video too on your Instagram. It was the um, Instagram TV. And it was just that collaboration of all the artists, all the speakers that come to junior high or or are part of the staff and just saying how much it felt like home to them and the fact that they get to make that mark um, and be who they are and make it like present that they exist. And it just seeing how passionate they were and how much they adored junior high it was so moving to watch and I suggest all the listeners listening today to go and watch that video and just see how impactful junior high is to the community. I watched that video so many times and every single time it brought a tear to my eye because like you know it's like I experienced this sort of this love and affection for junior high and the space and to see other people take the time out of their day to you know film their reaction that's that aligns perfectly with mine it's like man, it's so nice to, like, feel affirmed in that way. Definitely. And, like, how would you say um, junior high helps impacted or marginalized communities, like, voice their opinions or express themselves within, like, your nightly venues? Yeah, so um, we think it's super important to prioritize programming that is led by Black people and people of color. We have made junior high the safe space to say what you need to say and if you haven't been able to say it anywhere else junior high is the place where you can say it um i was just talking to someone last night about how you know we always try to have fun and make things you know light and happy because that's not really the experience that a lot of us had in junior high but also like that's not always the appropriate reaction like a lot of people have gone through a lot of trauma that they feel like they can't talk about so they put it in their music or in their poetry and then they're able to like say that to a community of people who probably also experience something sadly very similar and can feel like you know you're not speaking out to a bunch of like blank white faces or a bunch of like old men who have to like judge you and capitalize off of your pain it's like you're speaking this to your community to your friends like we want things to be joyous and uplifting but sometimes uplifting also means you know taking things seriously at face value and like meeting you with empathy and love absolutely and like I was also saying on your Instagram too um you know not only do you guys provide this space for everyone to be able to express themselves, but you guys also actively engage with people and you try to like, you know, bring them in and be like, hey, there's a space that, you know, you can feel comfortable in, you can feel like you can just talk about anything. And I was really seeing that too with um, your book club post. I was seeing, you know, how many people were just ecstatic to be a part of something, especially during like the times of COVID and having to stay indoors. So like providing that space for them, even, you know, outside of having like, you know, the physical space, you know, that's super important. And I was just wondering if you could, you know, talk a little bit about that type of engagement as well. Yeah, we never want anything to be out of reach or like overly pretentious, you know, like, I didn't go to college personally. So I'm always trying to make sure that the things that I'm engaging with are accessible. Um, I think that it's really important with, yeah, with book club, the person who runs book club says that she's a reader who doesn't 
sound like a reader. She doesn't talk overly pretentious or with this language that isn't accessible. Like she really wants to bring as many people in and feel like, you know, if you read really slowly, like if you can only read one book in a month, like you might as well read this book and feel comfortable talking to a bunch of people who either did go to college, didn't go to college, used to really like reading, now don't like reading quite as much, are looking for something to like reignite that sort of imagination since we're all, you know, looking at the same four walls mostly. Definitely. Yeah, and I was seeing like the books that they're reading right now, and they're reading um, My Sister, My Serial Killer. Um, you know, what, what can you give on, um, you know, your opinion about the book of what you've either heard or read? I personally am not part of the book club. Faye is, and I did read the first page because I was hanging out with Faye, and um, that was a, a very intense first page. I was interested in reading it, but um, personally, book clubs aren't really for me. I always, like, start them, and I'm like, I intend to do this, and then I don't really do it, but I love that there are people who find community within the book club, and I think that's, like, something that's great about junior high is if you don't necessarily relate to like one aspect, like if you don't really want to be part of the book club, there's so many other things that you can find community in. Or what was always great for me is that like I might volunteer on one night and then I'd still come back to the show the next night. Like there's all there's some combination of like I just want to see all the programming all weekend to like, oh, this doesn't interest me, but it's so amazing that like 10, 20, 50 people are showing up for this, even though it's not necessarily my interest. Not everything right. is about me. It's about the community. It's about serving, like, what people want. Absolutely. And, like, what other ways would you say that, you know, junior high engages with the communities? Because you were saying, um, you know, you were volunteering. So I was wondering what type of volunteer opportunities they might have or maybe a little bit about the memberships that you guys offer. Yeah, so we have a membership through um, a website called Patreon. Um, you can check that out more if you feel so inclined. But basically, um, we, when we had a space, we had this membership that offered like half off on all events and all merchandise. And now that still has like the half off on merchandise. So you're definitely getting a good deal if that is something that you're interested in. Also, the membership is just a way that we're able to pay our employees and volunteers um, for the labor that they all perform um, because for many years junior high was run off of completely free labor because we prioritized paying artists and giving a space for artists. Um, we always wanted to have a really low barrier of entry so that um, basically all we were doing when we were collecting donations at the beginning of a night was um, making sure that we could pay rent and then anything above that went straight back to the artist. We're not a pay to play venue. Um, pay to play is such a scam and we never wanna be part of that. So um, the most important thing to us is that like we remain donation-based. We remain putting um, creatives and artists at the forefront of our ethos. Definitely. And I'd just like to remind the listeners, too, that you're listening to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. And if you'd like to learn more about the schedules on KUCI, you can find more information at KUCI.org. And if you'd like to learn more about uh, Local Love, you can find our schedules at our Instagram at Local Love KUCI. I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'm here with Eden, 
the space manager of junior high. And just to catch up anyone that's just tuning in now, we were just talking about, you know, how junior high was founded and what goes into establishing this community and maintaining the community. Um, I was just going to ask too, um, how do you feel that bringing your own creative energy into junior high uh, benefits the community? Yeah. So, um, Faye and I come from two very different artistic backgrounds. Faye is a visual artist. She is an illustrator. I am a musician. So when we talk about booking stuff, I remember the first times that she was booking stuff with me before I was even volunteering. I always thought like this could be done better. So when I did start volunteering, I started implementing the sort of, um, lessons that I'd learned from playing other shows, from venues who got it right, venues who got it really, really wrong. Um, the most important thing that Faye and I both agree on is we just want clarity. We want no one to feel confused when they are booking with us, when they uh, walk into the venue, when they leave the venue. Like, we just want people to feel like the entire experience makes sense, was transparent, and that they don't feel like they lost out on any sort of opportunity. Yeah, and that's what I've heard too um, with a couple of guests in the past as well. They were just saying that, you know, the engagement, um, you know, with either your clients or people coming in, just having that relationship with them and having that clarity and just kind of almost keeping them at the forefront of your mind and knowing that like, hey, they're the person receiving the experience. Um, just benefits everyone in the end. I was going to ask, um, for any of your volunteers or members, um, you know, what are the general expectations um, for them coming into this venue? Yeah, so generally our volunteers are people who um, understand and promote the ethos of junior high. So, you know, acceptance, radical empathy, um, accommodating uh, people for their various needs, um, making sure everything is accessible. If you don't have an understanding of a basic PA, we'll teach you how to set up a PA, um, setting up chairs, um, having a general understanding of like fire safety. So like making sure that like in the event of emergency, uh, people are able to exit. That's pretty much it. I mean, like no one has to know how to like add tax onto anything anymore because like we have calculators and computers who do that for us so that is pretty much it we keep the um the volunteer base really really small because like you were saying we want people to know that like the person that you're emailing is also the person who is like setting up the pa you know like there's no disconnect there's no um the person that you've been emailing doesn't even walk into the venue ever like doesn't even know anything about like what's actually happening in the room like like I am very often <laughs> the person who's like setting up your chairs running your sound check and also like booking the space and then we try to keep everything very sort of regulated I guess like we have different forms we have different events where we know like this is approximately what's going to happen so that we're able to sort of wiggle around if there's anything a little bit different like a music show that wants chairs a poetry show that's standing room only you know like we want to be able to accommodate everyone but know that we've put on so many shows that like you can't really throw too many curveballs at us definitely and we're just going to take a moment to hear a message from KUCI 
The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. Welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'm here with Eden, the space manager of Junior High. And we were just talking about the importance of transparency, the expectations of members and staff, and the learning opportunities volunteers are provided when working with Junior High. Um, and I was just going to ask, you know, what's it like, you know, balancing the physical space with the other things that you have going on, like the podcast and magazine? Yeah, uh, Junior High is a labor of love. It is a ton of time and energy that um, Faye and I and our other um, staff put into it. We do um, get paid a little bit, but I still feel like if I was to be paid general minimum wage for some of what I make, on top of that, I'm still volunteering. Yeah, there's tons of time thought processes, energy that we're putting into what we can do to make junior high better and um, more accessible and turn it into something that a venue has never really been before. We have like the magazine, for instance, and there, I don't know a single other venue that has a publication that goes with it that um, reflects not only the artists that we have coming in and playing at junior high, but also the artists that we want to be coming in and playing at junior high. Definitely. And I was going to ask, like, you know, what drove you and the team to creating that podcast and magazine? Um, great question. The podcast came from, Faye just really likes podcasts. And I usually say that our programming comes from something that Faye and I just kind of want to learn about. Like, we just want to see it happen, so we make it happen. Um, so the entire point of the podcast is getting either experts or people who just have a weirdly vast knowledge about a subject teaching Faye and Erica about a subject that they know a lot about. Um, so we try to sort of keep within the theme of like junior high as in like we're learning constantly we don't know everything all the time so we're reaching out to our community to give people those resources to learn about i know my best friend did an episode about airplanes because she has like a fear of flying so she learned a lot about airplanes to get over her fear of flying or um i think there was an episode about um being eco-conscious with Ari Jackson. I don't listen to the podcast because I don't like podcasts. Faye loves podcasts. The magazine, right. I think, also came from Faye has this design background, this illustrator background, and wanted to make that sort of like teeny bopper, you know, um, J14 style magazine, but for um, activists and um artists that don't get enough exposure to be able to be like, you should be idolizing um, these incredible activists who are never going to be in teen vogue or in regular vogue or in, um, you know, these other sort of like magazines that you see at the grocery store. Like we want to be able to put activists in really nice clothing and give them the proper sort of 
avenue to get their message out and feel special while they do it. Yeah, and that's absolutely amazing too, because just seeing, you know, both like the magazine, and I'll, I'm going to shout out something that I saw in the magazine that you guys included, which was the collection project and Inbox Full. I absolutely adored looking through those and just seeing, you know, what the artists were implementing or doing or drawing. Also, if any of the listeners want to check that out, please feel free to do so if you're interested in that. Um, and I was going to ask, you know, how has the magazine, you know, created a space, um, you know, of radical empathy across the mediums? Um, yeah, I feel like what's really important about the podcast and the magazine is like, yeah, giving people an avenue to be listened to and be catered to and be made to feel special. I know that um, Ellen from Pale Hound and Jessica Salgado have both told us that we are the first magazine that actually had a styling team that gave them clothes and makeup to wear on the shoot and that they weren't reliant on bringing their own things from their own closet. It's like, it's just that sort of like, wow, you really are just like not providing for fat people to like feel beautiful when you're going to put them on a publication or making sure that when we have, you know, uh, people of color or black people that we have makeup artists who are able to work with their skin and celebrate their skin and not be like oh you have to bring your own foundation to the shoot like we want to make them feel like they are special we want to be professionals and have it be known that like just because you're not super well known in like a mainstream way doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't spectacular Definitely. Yeah. And just making sure that you have that platform for anyone that really wants to participate, I feel like is so important because it really does provide that, you know, um, inclusiveness that the industry typically does not have or, you know, honestly denies a lot of the time. And, you know, making sure that you guys are providing, in addition to that, like that learning opportunity to those that might not necessarily get it anywhere else is really, really wonderful. So that's checking out, like, not only does it have like a learning opportunity within, you know, the podcast and the magazine, but you guys also do that on um, the Instagram, because I noticed that you guys will do the class notes. And that was absolutely amazing. Um, just kind of learning about, you know, the school to prison pipeline. Um, once again, you know, thank you for just having that, um, just being so accessible to everyone. That um, started because Faye, once again, just wanted to know about bail, was just like, why I know that I'm donating to these bail funds but why is there bail how is it set like don't understand what this is at all and then it turned into okay we should keep this going on like a regular basis so me and one of the um other staff members Deja Bowen um we come up with a topic every uh, every other week and we research it for a week and a half and it's oftentimes things that we don't really know about or terms that we hear and we're like oh I know what that is but then like really looking into it being like oh this goes so much deeper than he expected like the school to prison pipeline was something that we researched voraciously for a week and a half and felt like we we both felt like we didn't do enough and then on top of that had too much information to fit into nine slides or really eight slides because we had a slide with all of our resources and you know an opening an opening title slide so um now we are 
researching the Earn It Act, which is um, about internet safety. And so that's another thing where we're just sort of like, we see this being talked about online, but like, what even is it? Where does it come from? And it's just, it's a great excuse to just finally educate ourselves and then ideally educate the rest of our following. And even if people don't follow us, educate whoever comes across our page. Definitely. And that's like such a really interesting um, topic that you guys will be going into as well. Um, I was going to ask just, you know, wrapping up a little bit, um, you know, what are your future plans for junior high and like what possible, um, you know, events can we expect you guys to be putting on soon? Yeah, so we are a nonprofit. We run entirely off of donations. So if you go to our website, if you go to our um, Instagram, you can see the stuff that we've worked on in the past. And if you're interested in supporting that in any way that you can, sometimes that means giving us a follow, um, recommending your friends follow us. Sometimes that does mean like if you're able to um, donating to us however you can. We have a Patreon that you can look at as well. We have a GoFundMe that we're running that you can take a look at if you're interested in. Um, and we really want to focus in our next space, um, being even more equipped to help our community. We are going to um, train all of our future staff and volunteers in um, anti-racism training. We're also going to make sure that they're all trained in CPR, first aid, and um, administering Narcan because um, we exist in Los Angeles, California. So to ignore issues that people are facing just because we're not equipped to help them or because, you know, other people have a um, misconception about what it means to cope with your issues however you feel is necessary like we just want to be able to face people's needs head-on um and then as well we want to have nightly programming before we were only able to really host events two three four times a week pretty soon or when we reopen we want to be doing stuff seven days a week day night have a shop have a gallery have music poetry and everything. We want to be able to be everything for everyone. And if we if we can't be everything for everyone, then we want to encourage other people to open their own spaces as well so that we don't have to be everything. We just want to be able to make the things that interest us and our friends and our community. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to say, you know, that is like such a reason why, you know, I feel like the community has to come together and, you know, support spaces like junior high so just like wrapping up um you know just what's your favorite memory of junior high that you've had i spent so much of my time growing up in that space on hollywood boulevard and it was really small and it was everything to me and it continues to be everything to me like even when we shut down and knew that we had to move out of the space it didn't really feel like anything was ending but um I've had every band that I've ever been in play at junior high and the very last show that um my newest project Good Billionaires played was um opening for Ellen of Palehound who is someone that I've been listening to for years since I was in high school so to be able to like wrap up 
this legacy at um, on Hollywood Boulevard by opening for Pale Hound really meant so much for me um, personally. And I really can't wait to be able to reopen when it's safe and to take in all of the lessons that we've been learning from Black Lives Matter, posting all of these wonderful free resources for us to learn from and to be able to create um, a space so that other people can you know, play their first shows and even their last shows at junior high with us um, and just sharing community. Absolutely. And yeah, thank you so much for taking the time today just for, you know, coming on here, telling us everything about junior high and just how important it is to, you know, not only you, but everyone else in that community. So thank you once again. Yeah, of course. I really hope that people check out um, our GoFundMe and if not, then check out our Instagram page and our Twitter because we have tons of stuff going on lined up for the future we are not slowing down even if the government is trying to suppress us into that the opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI its management or the UC Board of Regents for more information about the show or other programs on KUCI please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule Thank you so much for listening to Local Love on KCI in Irvine. And thank you to Eden for taking the time to be on the show today. If you're interested in supporting Junior High, you can check out their website at juniorhighlosangeles.com where you can find links to their membership page and their GoFundMe. Here you can learn more about their future goals and the community that calls Junior High home. You can follow them on their social media at Junior High LA on Instagram and Twitter where you can find any updates and additional links to their GoFundMe. For all those interested, it is important to note that though the GoFundMe appears to end on August 14th, Junior High will continue to accept donations after this date. Be sure to tune in next Thursday at 8 a.m. for more local resources near you.